Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. And tonight we have all kinds of Civil War news, all kinds of informations coming out about Civil War. Uh, an action star was seen on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Who might it have been? And we get our first look at the Punisher costume for the new Daredevil Season 2. Plus, we're going to spoil fully this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., called Bouncing Back. It's Season 3, Episode 11, and we're here to talk about it. What's going on, Jeff? How you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm doing awesome. Have you heard? Did you see? Oh, my God, the excitement. There's going to be a new Civil War trailer dropping tomorrow. Yes. I, I wish we could have waited to record this week, because that's huge. That is a huge thing. Um, especially the, the fact that they've released two little teaser trailers for a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. like, they've released little teasers about the trailer. Yeah, so there's I, the Team RDJ, or sorry, the Team <laughs> team Iron Man, not Team RDJ. And the Team Cap. And the Team Cap. And what I find really cool is that uh, Ant-Man, like Paul Rudd, was fully facially and costume featured in the yeah. Team Cap one. We haven't seen him in like any of the trailers. He's probably well, too small. Yeah, we, we've seen him in a, a few little places, but he's always been tiny in a lot of the pictures and things. But yeah. it is cool to see. It's just nice to see. Almost everything we've seen out of Civil War, I feel like, has been uh, concept art, it, with the exception of the trailers that we've actually gotten. So it's cool yeah. just to see some actual footage of the actors. And RDJ uh, standing there as Iron Man, he looks so haggard and like... Looks like this Civil War is taking a toll on him. Oh, yeah. And it does. Oh, it does. Especially in the comics, it took a huge toll on him. Uh, there's a rumor, though, that um, that this trailer that drops tomorrow is supposed to feature our first look at MCU Spider-Man. That would be wonderful. That is a huge thing, if that's true. Yeah. I, I feel like they're putting out this trailer, just like they're releasing um, Daredevil just in time to take some attention away from BVS. <laughs> They're releasing a trailer with Spider-Man in it. Next to Batman, Spider-Man is has been the most popular comic book movie uh, for the last decade. You know, yeah. he's always the most popular comic. Yeah. Star. So 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 ki- ki- kids love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man, but like I feel like every kid I know walks around with Spider-Man dolls. You know, like oh yeah. Uh, and, and I just can't wait to see the reaction once. I feel like we've known Spider-Man has joined the MCU for almost a year now, <laughs> but I don't think the public knows that still. Oh, well, yeah. I was, still, uh, I, was, uh, I was talking to somebody earlier today about how exciting it is and whether or not the <laughs> Spider-Man showing up would be a, like a huge thing like it's supposed to be. Yeah. And she was asking me, she was like, why is there going to be another new Spider-Man now? And I was like, oh, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> I do like, feel... Does it have something to do with Sony? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I feel like we understand that i do i do think we don't have a i don't think either of us have a problem with them rebooting spider-man because they're bringing it into the mcu but i think a lot of the casual people who were annoyed with the fact that they rebooted and the andrew garfield spider-man so soon yeah are going to be even more annoyed that they're doing it again so i think that's gonna even work sooner <laughs> I, yeah i think that's gonna work against the sony spider-man movie at least i don't think it'll necessarily work against uh these uh the civil war or anything 
I think, I don't know, if as long as they're not doing an origin story, I think it's going to be okay. And they said that they weren't going to. Sure. Because, like, everybody knows Uncle Ben dies, and with great power comes great what? responsibility. So, like, you know that. So, they're they're just taking that for granted and moving on. And that I think that at least works in the favor of this movie. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. I just think that uh, if I weren't such a fan of these things, and if I weren't following it so closely, I would probably be like... Really? Another really? Spider-Man? Come on. God, we just did this. <laughs> and they're making him younger. Ugh. <laughs> I hate child stars. It's like when I hear Kevin Feige and all them talk about how it's a high school story and they want to keep him in high school as long as they can, that's exciting to me. But if I had just seen, oh, they're going with like a 15-year-old? Oh, gosh. Like, I don't know. As a casual, I can see this this being bad news to casual fans. I don't think it's going to be a bad movie. I think it's going to be great. But I, th- I could see casual. It's gonna watchers. throw people off being yeah. a John Hughesy kind of movie. I yeah. think. Yeah. Because for so long, Spider Man's just been so serious. I, it's it's great because it could be another new turn for comic book movies. Because yeah, with with, with uh, uh, Cap Captain America two a couple years ago, they went this whole spy thriller route. Yes. Uh, with Deadpool, they went the rated R like laugh out super loud gore. super gore comedy route, and so now you know they're not remaking the same superhero movies over and over, which right. is what they did for. 15 years. I mean, Gardens of the Galaxy was a space opera. Absolutely. Out of left field. Just putting, even just putting the soundtrack of Guardians of the Galaxy behind Guardians of the Galaxy made it a different kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could have been so much, so different with just like a Alan a Silvestri score. score. Right. It would have, it wouldn't have had the character that that movie had. Right, right. And, and so I think making this movie a different kind of movie is it, just, it it gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it just goes to show that Marvel knows that they have to break the formula in order to do things right. Yeah. Then they've got to keep reinventing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Always with the change. Yeah. <clears throat> so, with this this Captain America hype train, the Civil War hype train, Fandango has teased a five film marathon to go on release night. Wow. Five films. So you've I mean, got the first Avenger, Avengers 1, the wait, winter, Sorry, Captain America, the, the first, first Avenger. The first Avenger, and then the first Avengers? Yes. Got it. <laughs> so Captain America, the first Avenger, Avengers 1, or Marvel's The Avengers, uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron. Ultron, and then straight into Captain America Civil War, which I think... I think this format is probably better. It, it's a it's a smarter move than the like twenty, 20 hours film marathon yeah. that we're gonna have coming up soon. Yeah, for Avengers, <laughs> they did the eleven film marathon, which was over twenty hours long. Yeah, and I think it may have been over. It was like twenty five. Oh gosh, that's crazy. Um, but th- this is more manageable. I could actually see myself going to this, which I. I'm too old for I'm too old for that shit. Uh, the Avengers. <laughs> I can't do that all nighter thing anymore. I could see when I was younger, a younger man being like, "Oh yeah, let's do this. Let's do 25 let's hours. Let's go of, for it. Let's sleep in my seat. It's fine if I I'd sleep during Thor." Um, oh, <laughs> there you go again, bashing my movie. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it's the sleepiest. No, that's the Incredible Hulk. It is awesome. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's pretty sleepy. Yeah, yeah. The Lonely Man theme is very sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only hero with his own lullaby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we need a lullaby. (laughs) 
Ah, oh, that's funny. That's that's good stuff. I like that. That's a good one. I think the uh, the marathon idea would be made worse with uh, with Civil War, uh, based on another story that was that was dropped here this week. Um, it was revealed on an Australian movie site uh, for their their ticket sales or whatever that. Um, the runtime for Captain America Civil War is going to be two hours, 26 minutes, which, if that's true, would make it the longest MCU movie. That's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Because all of the, most of the films have been shorter than the Avengers. Yeah. Um, and, and the Ava- Avengers have been the longer ones. Yeah. And this is only three minutes longer than Avengers, uh, the, the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of setup to do in that one. They did. But still, like, the fact that they already have so much of the story set up, and we're going to get two hours of movie, it just... Uh, sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds like lots of exposition, lots of things can happen in this movie because oh, yeah. it's so long. Yeah, I and mean, not to mention two and a half hours. Just, yeah. Oh, let's talk about that airport scene. Let's talk about that airport scene. That is a great story that I have for you today, sir. That scene we've seen little clips of it from all of the trailers and everything where they're fighting in the airport. Those clips are part of a fifteen-minute sequence that's all been shot in IMAX format by with the uh, IMAX RE 65 millimeter cameras which were released awesome. a week before they did that like they went into production a week before that so brand new camera brand new camera style like good old same IMAX format but it's the only scene in the movie that was shot in that format and it's 15 minutes long that's cool and it's kind of a practice run because they were they were on the uh, they were on the set with like a football field long green screen and they called that. Wow. They called that scene as they were shooting it. They were calling it the splash page scene or the uh, the double panel scene because in every comic where you have a huge fight, if you open it to the middle, there's generally right there. There's going to be a two page spread of just battle art, which is absolutely incredible every time. Which they've done in both both Avengers yeah. movies yeah. very well. In the first Avengers movie, they had the big. Uh, New York battle sequence where they did a a long oneer, yeah, the long one shot, um, and they did the same thing in the the beginning of Avengers: Age of Ultron. And so the fact that they're doing it in this Cap movie more and more makes me feel like this is Avengers two point five, even though they keep <laughs> trying to tell us it's not. Including what RDJ said this week. Um, oh yeah, when he called Civil War his little Iron Man four. Yeah, which we, they keep saying it's a cat movie. It's a cat movie, and RDJ is like, it's kind of an Iron Man movie. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, not if, to take away if he's the main antagonist, he's got to have his own arc too. Oh, absolutely. So I, I to- like, it just makes sense. I'm totally on board. I just uh, think that uh, it's funny that everyone's like, no, it's definitely a Captain America movie. Well, it's a Captain America versus Iron Man movie. Is yeah. the truth of it? <laughs> that's that's pretty much exactly it. And everybody, everybody in this movie has personal stakes. That's right. For why they draw the battle line that they do, why they pick the side that they do. Like every every character makes a choice that makes sense so far from what I've seen, and. I just I cannot wait for this to come out. And then we've got our wild card in Black Panther where he shows up and you wonder like why is he on what side? Like who is this guy? Yeah, we have no idea who Black Panther is at this point. And the Russo brothers, uh the Russo brothers have come out praising Chadwick Boseman for his uh, his research into that role. Um apparently this set report from IGN uh on the um uh, the Atlanta set came in starting with the actor's in-depth research, quote-unquote. Um, apparently, according to Anthony Russo, he did a great 
re- or he did great research on the very cultural aspects of the character, even though it's a fictional culture, figuring out ways to tether it into real African culture. Uh, he found oh, a regional cool. accent based on where Wakanda should be. Uh, just an incredible, oh, intense neat. amount of detail. That's really neat. That's really. Neat. I hope they take what he did and use it in the other characters from that country. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, like T'Chaka, his his dad. Yeah. And then further in the in the report, Chadwick Boseman said in his own words, um, "I think what you try to do is just get your hands on every single comic book you can find that has the character in it, or him being mentioned, or anything. I've just tried to read them all." Not like it's really work. I mean, it is work. Don't get me wrong. It is work. But it's just sort of reading them like a kid, you know? Because when you just read it like it's work, then you're just trying to get through it. So I think it's putting yourself in that mind frame to get to go through the mythology in a fun way. And then also I've gone to South Africa, gone to some places to see some things that I think relate to the character and let those things sort of fuel your workouts, fuel your sessions when you work on the part. Hmm. He, also he sounds said, like a hardworking actor. Yes, he does. <laughs> he really does. I still have yet to see Chadwick Boseman in anything, so I don't know anything about him. Well, as he an was. Actor. Let's, you could go see Gods of Egypt. <laughs> That's so no, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it. Could be great. Got completely whitewashed. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know what? I heard something about that movie, which is interesting, and it's not in Egypt. What? The movie is not in Egypt. That's weird. So the fact that it's whitewashed, I don't know. I heard that and I connected the two stories. I I just heard that apparently in the movie, Egypt is like a plane of existence or something. So all it's like the gods of Egypt. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the movie. I don't even know if it's true. <laughs> I just heard this report on I'm something. Very I was odd like, face right now. Weird. That's weird. I don't know. If it's, I don't even know if that's true. Okay. But apparently, like it's about uh, like mythical land of Egypt where the, these gods are battling, almost like Olympus or something. Yeah. Um, but if that's the case, but all the gods of of, of Egypt are white except for like Thoth, who is Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. <laughs> weird it is weird elodie young is in that too i don't know i don't know who that is either electra oh yeah those those look those things look great i think that's pretty much all about civil war we accept that there's some we've got some posters and art and thing that we'll have in the slideshow is that right that is correct we've got a whole bunch of promo posters we've got uh team cap and team iron man promo posters everybody's got their own individual one with their face and whatnot i'll put all those into the uh, into the slideshow awesome Oh, uh, so so we're speaking of Electra. This week we got our first look, full look at Electra and Punisher, um, in the in costume. In costume, yeah. And that Punisher costume looks so good. Yeah, it looks great. The skull is there. It's still it's a it's a vest still. So like everything just makes sense. He's good. Oh, he's gonna be the best Punisher in existence. I think it's pretty likely. Hands down. Definitely on screen Punisher. Oh yeah. Never, I don't think we've ever had one this good. Um, we haven't seen it yet. It could could fall flat, but I just can't see Next it. Next week. Next week. Next week. We will be bringing you guys a cast about every episode oh, of, Pun- of uh, Homestead of Punisher of Daredevil Season 2 starting next week on Friday, I guess it will be. Yes, next week so, Friday. 
uh, be looking out for those. Yeah. Uh, there's also a promo pick for Daredevil where he's fighting hand ninjas that we'll throw into that, into the feed, into the um, slideshow. Yeah. Uh, the Punisher costume will do the same. I shared it on Facebook, but, you know, that's whatever. Yeah, that picture looks awesome. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Really, really, really does. Um, so let's move on. We've got a couple of couple of small other articles before we get to the like the really big meat. Um, Sylvester Stallone was spotted on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy two. We're not sure what he's been reading for or anything like that, but he got into a car that was usually reserved for Chris Pratt. Hmm. To leave the place. Interesting. I don't know what that means necessarily, but yeah, like. Why? Just hit, why is he on the set? Why is he on set? I mean, they're why already filming, aren't they? Car. They are. They're already filming. They started filming recently in Atlanta. Um, so it seems like they wouldn't be... Pinewood Studios. Oh, they're in Atlanta this time? Yeah, they're in Pinewood Studios. Oh, that's great. That's Isn't great. Um, Local. The anonymous tipster uh, that has said something uh, described Sylvester Stallone's costume as um, looking a lot like Judge Dredd, which... Is very similar to the Novacore costumes. Yeah, that's true. That'd be super funny if he just plays like a dread like Novacore agent. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. I could totally see them doing that too. Who knows? They 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 could just be using him uh, in in one scene. Oh, sorry. No, it was that he was. I went and reskinned the article. It was that he was exiting the same Atlanta hotel that the movie cast stays in with what appeared to be a script in hand, only to get in a car usually assigned to Chris Pratt cool yeah yeah i i, I like stallone I like wild stallone speculation a lot. i like Stallone a lot from uh he, he has many movies that i really enjoy he also has a lot of really shitty movies but yeah um <laughs> yeah. I am, i'm down i'm that's 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 cool if he shows up in whatever capacity that's cool i'm okay with that yeah so um do we want to talk about the synopsis that may lead to our to our next spinoff show after the episode? I guess so, yeah. Okay. We'll wait till after the episode to talk about uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, s- spoilers for next week, basically. Uh, it's not next week. It's two weeks. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the uh, one of the MCU, not MCU stories yeah. that we got. This is so this weird. This week... Um, I think it was Nathaniel Muzzy posted it to our yeah to our Facebook page. Uh, apparently, according or well, apparently at Sony, plans for a Venom movie are back on, but it's not linked to the MCU. That's so crazy. Why would they do that? It's insane. I I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna you're gonna make a Venom that's not related to Spider Man in any way? I don't know. I, like I can understand. Hey, it's a named it's a named property that everyone knows. Everyone knows who Venom is, but everyone knows he's like a Spider-Man villain. Like, well, they're it's weird that they're doing a reboot. Or they're allowing a reboot of Spider-Man to happen and not introducing Venom through that movie or through other properties of yeah. Spider-Man. It's probably and then going too straight early. Into his own movie. It's probably too early for Venom. In oh, the yeah. Tom Holland stuff, yeah. But wh- wh- why would they not just plan to do it in two years? It just sounds like a money grab to me, and I'm, I'm like, I'm mad at Sony. I'm like, come on, guys, give give the Spider-Man movie a chance to show you how much more successful you can be if you work with Marvel, right? And just then let it keep happen. Working with Marvel, let Marvel <laughs> control you. That's all we need. That's all. <laughs> 
Disney needs to just control Sony as all. All we need you to do is just give up all control to Marvel Studios. Like <laughs> we're not asking for much here, Sony. Um, just don't. It's just going to be better this way. Don't follow through with any of your own ideas. Right, uh, right, because they've never worked out. Nah, well, you know those Ever. first those first three Spider Man movies. Ever. Right. First two. I mean, honestly, even the even even the Andrew Garfield aren't horrible. Uh, none of their movies have been horrible. They just could be so much better. Yes, that is true. And I really hope that from this example of Spider-Man doing way better than anybody could have anticipated because Marvel's at the helm, I hope that example leads Fox to go, you know what, we could probably give the Fantastic Four back. Make some sort of deal to make this work. Yeah, I, I don't know that Marvel would do that. <laughs> just because... so. Marvel having Spider-Man in in their movie is a hu- is going to be I think a huge boost to excitement about Civil War. Oh yeah. If you put Fantastic 4 in that movie, I don't think anyone cares. Not in not in Civil War. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm, that's not my point. My point is you could put them in any Marvel movie. Right. I don't think anyone's going to care. Well, because their movies have been Kong. so bad. Exactly. So the reason Marvel worked out a deal... <laughs> They're due for a good one. Well, the reason Marvel worked out a deal is because they said, we're getting Spider-Man to help promote our movies, and we're giving you the ability to use our characters. They basically they made a trade. There was a valuable trade to be made. See, it sounded more to me like they were saying, we're getting Spider-Man so that we can boost our own stuff. And, and have that good promotion, and you can have a good Spider-Man movie yeah. to work from. Sure. <laughs> um, you could say that. But what uh, with Fantastic Four, there is nothing that Fox could offer them. Yeah. For Fantastic- I mean, they could Other offer them something just else. Yeah, yeah. They could just... Hey, I, th- I think that Fox would be stupid to try to make another Fantastic Four movie at this well, point, <clears throat> based on the critical panning of the last... With, movie. with the Fantastic Four rights, Fox also has rights to the Skrulls. Yeah. And they also have rights to Kang the Conqueror, which Kang the Conqueror is a really big Avengers villain in the in the comics. So sure. having him be like a time traveling overlord from the future coming back to conquer the past is like that's I, that's the next logical step after like let's save the planet slash universe from Thanos. Yeah, but like you have to you have to increase the ante. Me as not a deep uh, comic book reader, I still knew somewhat who Thanos was. Yeah, no one knows who Kang is. Uh, I, I only know from a few video games here and there. I've seen Kang. Yeah, um, it's just he, he's it's the same it's the same thing I'm saying about Spider Man versus. Uh, Fantastic Four. They don't need Kang the Conqueror. They don't yeah. need. They could. They could literally just make someone up. Probably won't. <laughs> probably won't. Uh, but that that would be probably just as promotionally effective uh, as as getting the rights back from uh, Fantastic of uh, Fantastic Four. Right. I just don't think that, that Marvel needs the rights. So I don't think they'd be willing to make the same deal. I, I think just, that I want to see them do a good Fantastic Four movie. As I all. do too. I just think they're going to wait, wait, either wait it out or buy it cheap from from Fox. <laughs> I don't think they're going to. Uh, I just don't think they need it. Yeah. Whereas Spider Man is going to boost them to a whole new level. The Spider Man movies, Spider Man franchises were about as popular 
not not in actuality, but in, in like mind space, in in the amount public kids eye. love them, in the public eye, they're about as big as the MCU was. Like that's fair. Uh, they they they. I don't know about exact ticket sales, but they probably did pretty close to what the MCU movies do. We can look it up. I'm sure. Uh, we do have the internet at our fingertips. <laughs> it's true, uh, but my, it's it's probably not even really. If you want to look it up, that's cool. But it's not even that important. What's uh, I just think that the point is they're going to get they get a lot from getting Spider Man introduced into their universe. Yeah, I don't think they get a lot right now from getting Fantastic Four in their universe, especially right. seeing as the whole point of the Fantastic Four is that they were the first family, and it's kind of too late for that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I, I, we've talked about this before. We how have. like I have a theory of how they could bring them into the MCU from like having come back from exploring the multiverse. Sure. Along with that, you could get other. Uh, other villains coming with them, like following them through the portal or whatever, like uh, Annihilus and the Annihilation Wave would be really cool to have come through and try to take over the planet here. Yeah. You could have Kang the Conqueror, like, you know, when you warp space time, that also includes time. So Kang the Conqueror follows them, whatever. That would be neat. I would I would approve I would approve of that and be okay with that. I just I want to see them do a good Fantastic Four movie is all it is. Yeah, no, I'm 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 totally with you on that. I just think the only like, way as that's, a fan I want it to be good. I think the only way that's going to happen is if Fox just loses the rights. Yeah, yeah. At this point, or they sell them back cheap. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Either way, I'm okay with that. So. I think I think that's really all of our news, other than that uh, that synopsis that we'll talk about after our spoilery section. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Let's get into <laughs> some. Uh, let's get into some feedback. We got some feedback here. Uh, Brian Keegan says to us on the on our Facebook page. He says, "Jeff, I was listening to the Large Deadpool cast. I'm going to insert this real quick. That was called Deadpoolooza. Deadpoolooza. That's correct. <laughs> he said, "I was listening to the Large Deadpool cast, and I got your Avengers Captain America quote the second you said it." Don't let those guys push you around. It could be that I've been rewatching Daredevil, but I think you need to trap those guys in a quarter and let the devil out next time. <laughs> I, yeah. Just, just to you know, <laughs> I got his reference. I just wanted to make fun of him. Uh, I, I got my reference. It was just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a dumb reference as soon as I was making it, but I, I couldn't stop it at oh. that point. It was too late. <laughs> couldn't couldn't so next thing nathaniel must he says that nathaniel muzzy says to us on facebook Patton oswald needs to be on damage control as the black sheep of the canic brothers who worked for damage control instead of shield i love that idea <laughs> that is the best idea that is that is that is one of the most <laughs> i want him ideas. to be the connective tissue for the tv series oh yeah and he would be great especially since we still don't know for sure if he's just a brother or is, are they robots like it really could be something clones maybe uh, and it'd be interesting if, like, because uh, if they are, if they're clones, I guess that makes sense. If they are um, robots, it doesn't really make sense if they, like, are were designed to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. and then that one just doesn't. But it would be great if in, like, season three, he's the black sheep of the Canning Brothers, and then in season three, you find out he's been an LMD the whole time, that he's, like, he's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. too. It's just been, like, a long, <laughs> a long undercover op. Yeah, it's the long con. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> I would love that idea so much. Good idea. I think you know? uh, I think there's been talk on that. Hold on. I think right this second we've got some Facebook chatter on that particular subject. 
<laughs> uh, Mark Amargo replied to it saying, yes, Patton Oswald playing as the sister Koenig as the, and as the CEO of Damage Control. And then Nathaniel responds to him saying, screw it, Patton in every role they can't get Bill Murray to take. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. like it. We need to get this whole Bill Murray into the MCU thing. We need to get that train rolling. Yeah, I feel like he'd be perfect in a, write gar- a, in a letter. Guardians movie. Write a letter. <laughs> Someone. Write a letter to somebody. Somebody important. Uh, another let's see. Another thing from San, uh, Nathaniel Muzzy on Facebook says, Matt and Jeff, a quick count in iTunes, not double-checked, so I may be off, shows you just passed 100 episodes. I counted 99, but they started at episode 3 for some reason. I just wanted to say thanks for all the hard work you guys put in. I appreciate you guys keeping the cast insightful, yet full of mirth. <laughs> on a personal level, I started listening to you guys around the same time I moved back near where I grew up to help the family farm. It put physical distance between me and most of my nerdy friends, so your podcast is a welcome injection of geek through my tractor radio each week. Thanks, you guys. Keep up the great work with all the content Marvel's working on. Cast 200 is probably just a few months away. Wink emoticon. <laughs> I, uh, I love that uh, he listens to us on his tractor, because he writes in almost every week, and now forever I will imagine Nathaniel Muzzy on his tractor. <laughs> uh, both, both when he uh, he hears our podcast and when he's writing to us, he's like got a laptop set up on his tractor, <laughs> going through a field. Um, nah, he kicks it back under a tree. Just like like he parks it under a tree. And you know, you back. slow you slowly get slowly get a sense of who people are, and now like Nathaniel Muzzy is on a tractor. Like that's just a a new piece in my head. He can't do anything else <laughs> other than be on a tractor. <laughs> I don't know. Just didn't. I didn't know he was a tractor guy. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm not. I'm not manly enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who can drive a tractor and do anything effectively, I'm impressed by. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good on you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this episode should be 102 if I recall correctly. Nice. So yeah, we passed that mark and didn't even mention it. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Happy 100th! Woo! Yay! We, we did it. Happy 102nd! 102! FTW! Woo! I like it. That, that's that's it's it's, it's, confetti. He's right. With all these Daredevil casts, uh, <laughs> we're gonna... We're gonna... Well, we're gonna have Daredevil we'll probably get and 200 Cage, this year, and then Jessica Jones. The just, first 100 took us about a year and a half or woo. something. This one's... This, this is probably gonna be less than a year for the next 100, because we've got... At least two Netflix series this year, um, multiple movies, and uh, next. I think next next year we might have three series going. Yeah, we might have um, damage control, damage control, agents of most, most wanted. Yeah. Oh God, crazy, crazy. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. I I'm excited, man. I'm all right with it. <laughs> I've accepted ex- its existence. <laughs> Okay, so Joe Sanders says to us on Facebook, I think I figured out why Age of Ultron isn't as good as the first Avengers movie. They swapped out Alan Silvestri for Danny Elfman. That's like replacing Rembrandt with, well, Danny Elfman. <laughs> I thought that Alan Silvestri still had some credits on the uh, on the music writing, though. I think it was probably just for creating the Avengers theme, like the overall theme. Yeah, or, or multiple of their themes, probably. Right. A lot, a lot of times <clears throat> when, a, when someone does the first of a movie, they use all their themes in the subsequent movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, Danny Elfman's had some great credits over the years, but yeah, I, don't, I, uh, I didn't realize they'd made that change. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm okay with, the, uh, with Tyler Bates. 
I like Tyler Bates. He did a good job in uh, Guardians. Yeah, Guardians is my favorite music by far, but that's well, the so sc- much of it is the uh, score was also really the good. The score is really really good. Like when they um when they lay down the cover on Ronan's ship and everybody dives under it, the just the oh, epicness so of that music is ah, oh, it's it's giving me goosebumps right now thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, that scene's amazing. That's that movie is amazing. Um, I, I think, think that's all the feedback. I think our next feedback is uh, related to spoilery things. So we'll move into the spoiler section to uh, to cover such nonsense. I like it. All right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you'd like to find us, hit us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU to leave a voicemail so we can play it on the cast and respond. Uh, we love hearing from all you guys. Thank you so much for all of your feedback. Now we're going to get into our spoiler section uh, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 11, Bouncing Back. In Going into spoilers in 3, 2, 1. There's Inhumans everywhere. Yeah, there really seem to be spreading, at least <laughs> in the Americas. I just... Both I don't know what North to say America. about that. I don't know what to excitedly say about this episode other than we're back and it's so good. Yeah. I honestly I said this to my roommate when we were when we were watching it. I like this show more than Agent Carter. Me and, too. And like I hate saying that because it, Haley Atwell is so good and Agent Carter is good in its own right, but oh, yeah. like this is a series rooted in a universe of superheroes, show me superpowers. Right. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I, I I get excited to see that too, and and they've done a, they've done a great job this season, uh, with, with with all these Inhumans. There's just so much super powered goodness going around. It's no longer, you know, we talk about how it's about the the people without powers. The first two seasons are very much about the people without powers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this season is no longer that. Yeah, this season is bringing it more toward Secret Warriors. Yeah, which I mean, very, very much I mean, more toward. That's what Shield was, or that's what Shield is in the comics. It's the 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 combination of the normal people working with the powered people and like trying to merge those lifestyles. Yeah, for lack of a better word. It's interesting. They went so much into intelligent design in this episode. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about Terragenesis having a will of its own and a balance, almost like they're wanting to go like a force sort of like route, uh, <laughs> yeah. which I don't know. I think that's interesting. Um, I wasn't expecting that. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see um, if there's, you know, if, if they're going to continue with that theme. And they kind of tied it into the fact that Yo-Yo uh, was, a, was a woman of faith and, so, and Mac was a man of faith, which he'd never mentioned before. Yeah, and um, he, he even mentioned that, you know, it's not something I talk about. Yeah, which I, I, I liked that a lot. I liked that little piece of his character. Yeah. Um, again, just, just like we talked about weeks ago with making certain parts of a character could be divisive. Uh, having someone who's a Christian on a show or whatever can be divisive. Right. Same thing with having a homosexual character on a show can be divisive. They've made those things part of this show, but they're not all that character is about. Right, right. Which I, I like. I like that. We love Mac. We know Mac. Oh, and he's a Christian. Let's throw that in there. He's or he's at least a man of faith. I didn't say which faith exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but Yo-Yo uh, seems to be a Christian. Um, with her cross necklace, which let's talk about this cross necklace. We did see that cross necklace in another scene in space, in space in three months. 
what is happening? As soon as I saw that, uh, I, I said, oh my gosh, it's in space in three months. This is after the events of Civil War. Like, this is our yeah. first chance to see yeah. what the universe is going to look like I immediately, after Civil like, War. just brain jumped forward. I'm like, that's in June. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's going to happen in June? Uh, that's yeah. after Civil War. Uh, How do they get to space? They have a spacecraft of some sort. Looks like it. A shield logo on a uniform. Yep. We don't know whose uniform. I think I think it's probably not Yo-Yo because it's almost too obvious that it would be Yo-Yo. I don't know. But it might be. It might be. It might be. Is the show going to go until that time frame? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that is probably the end of this half season. Yeah. I mean, the season finale or whatever. But, yeah. like, when is it going to... Is it... I don't know. It's probably around. Are we twenty four episode season or is it twenty two? It's twenty two, I believe. Okay. But it'll probably get real close. Okay, they'll probably they'll probably line it up. I, I have faith. But that's not. I mean, that's real time versus show time. It's there's a little wiggle room. You can do whatever you I want. Still, it's just that's. Hmm. Walking Dead recently did a season. What are they gonna do? Walking Dead recently did a season that was like eight episodes in one day. Oh wow! And they kept like overlapping and doing parts of the story, and it was all different people doing different things, but it all overlapped on like two days or one day or something. It's pretty interesting. Neat. Um, so you can do, you can do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, they don't have to have exactly three but we do know that Civil War is coming, and I'm at least the way they've done every other tie-in to the show. The movie happens in between that week's episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're going to do that again. Um, I'm assuming Civil War is going to happen, and then whatever is going on with this spaceship. When did we get spaceships? <laughs> That's it, new, right? It looked like a. Um, it looked a little bit like a Quinjet inside. It kind of did, yeah. like a smaller Quinjet, which made me think it is an Earthbound spaceship, like it is a Earthling created yeah, spaceship. Yeah. At first, I I was in there with my girlfriend, and I yelled, "Star Lord's here!" <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that would be the best surprise. <laughs> if Chris Pratt just like landed on Earth. It's like, hey, what's oh, up, guys? So good. But didn't so the good. ship blow up? Like, didn't it look like it, it blew up? It did look up? like it blew up. Which So whoever's in that ship is probably going bye-bye. Unless it is Yo-Yo. She has the speed. She does have that speed. But where's she going to go? You know. <clears throat> I don't think she can get to Earth in a heartbeat. I've got some theories about that. About her speed? Yeah. It's linked to her pulse, right? It's right. what she can do in a heartbeat, or yeah. in the span of a heartbeat. Sure. If they slow her pulse, she could go farther. Oh. And if you remember the scene, it was going really slowly. Everything was real slow. And then... I don't know that it was. It was floating, so it kind everything of... Everything was It's hard to tell. I don't... Mm. But if they slow her heartbeat... That is interesting. Theoretically, she should be able to go farther. That is interesting. If she could, like, master, like, if she master her body. Thing. Yeah, like, do the ninja, like, <laughs> yoga, like, whatever. Uh, the, the, the kind of thing where she can slow her breathing and her pulse down yeah. while fighting or while, like, moving quickly. Obviously, quickly. Yeah. Um, that would be really neat because that would, like, extend her powers. That would be a really interesting part of the show. If they even just had that as one episode where you show her, like, studying those techniques to slow her pulse down. Yeah, yeah. Be, like, a, like whatever, magicians do that. And, like, they slow their breathing and their pulse down so they can do magic tricks and stuff. Um, breathe underwater for seven minutes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, not breathe, but, you know. <laughs> Hold Survive, yeah. I just, I, I like that idea. And... If that were the case, then in space, wouldn't her heart rate be lower? I don't or know no, about that. I think your heart rate increases. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know about um, that. 
she could go to space in some way, like just constantly moving quickly, you know, in the span of the heartbeat or whatever, right. doing things quickly so that she doesn't revert back. And then when things go crazy, she just bounces back. Yeah, it's possible. I just, uh, there's so many things that that could, I loved that. I love that. That's that. such a fun rule. Yeah. One of my favorite things about good science fiction slash like any kind of genre stuff, horror movies, whatever. I love when there are established rules. And the, that is just such a neat, interesting rule. Is that from the comics? Do you know? Yeah. Well, I, the the heartbeat thing. The heartbeat thing. I'm not sure. I know that it it's that she bounces back to wherever she started from. Right. Right. But you know, I'm wondering about the heartbeat thing just because I love that. I think that's such a novel and interesting idea. <laughs> I loved the shot of her in the um, containment. Uh, Oh, yeah. trying to get out, but she's like staring the at them. The whole time she's just staring she them keeps down. bouncing back. Oh, yeah. That was real cool. Ooh. Ooh. That was real, real cool. I just looked it up, and in the comics, she wasn't really, it wasn't really uh, said that the heartbeat thing is the way that it is. Okay. But, that's, that's super clever. But how, however, it, mu- it needs to be mentioned that in the comics, she got her powers from the mutated DNA that her father passed down. Her father was right. Johnny Horton, different. who was the Griffin. So it's a different origin for the character. Right. Um, so they can do whatever they want with it, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, and they can anyway. They can make that power uh, exist however they want, whatever fits the thing. And I just like, I like that a lot. I, li- I love good rules. And I keep thinking about... You like the limitation. As soon as, I like limitation because as soon as you have limitation, you have struggle. You have something to overcome. Right, right. Um, there, I was thinking about as soon as they said that, I imagined her in a future scene. Like once we grow to love her and the, those that she loves, uh, and she's trying to save someone, and she's going as fast and as hard as she can, and she's reaching out, and her heart beats, and she gets ripped back. Like, oh, that I would can be just horrible. imagine that just being like her trying to reach someone in time, and then just her heart beating, and it like could zoom in on a beating heart, and then she just gets yo-yoed back out and can't save Mac. Um, uh, whoa! Why, why are you picking Mac? What? The because hell? they obviously have a, th- a little bit of a you why know. Mac? There's a little bit of a you know. We've lost every good black guy in this series. <laughs> you can't just kill Mac like that. They're the ones who gave such a interesting character who oh. could who who would have an interesting way for someone to die in, at their hands or like you know they could, are not able to save them. Then she, she then, has family. It could after, be one of them that I don't care about. He already died. Um, the only one that we had any interest in died. Um, <sighs> Trip a, after after Mac dies. No, um, <laughs> what the hell? Then then she starts like meditating and trying to learn how to slow her pulse oh, down. Of course, you know? like after the one bad well, thing, like oh, she I need has, to get better so I, I can get save better. Mac it's, again. It's like the, it's like the no. whatever Uncle Ben. It's like whatever. Oh, the, God. With great power with, comes with great power comes saving Uncle Mac. No, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> what the heck? What? No, <laughs> no. I'm just Stop. doing it to just disturb you at this point. This is horrible. What I see happening <laughs> is they get suits, right? We all, we've already. Oh, seen, you think they're going to get a team setup of team suits? Oh yeah, they're going to get a Secret Warriors outfit. You, we've seen the the gauntlets that Quake wears to. To help her powers do Does their she thing. Still, I was looking for those on her hands this week. She didn't. Well, she doesn't have a civilian them. outfit this week. Well, yeah, but she doesn't have the gauntlets. Like when she's in how is she controlling form. her? 
She's got better control of it. I guess they just amplify it. I don't know. Oh, that's right. It amplifies and directs it. She seems to have a lot more control without them yeah. now. Unless she was yeah, wearing them yeah. and I just couldn't see them under her coat or something. That might have been. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff with like them having to save money on costume and makeup now. I mean, Coulson has a hand-looking hand right now. Because <laughs> gloves are so expensive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love he said he said about his hand-looking hand that it has lots of gadgets. Or yeah, like, like what all you the say? bells and whistles. Bells and whistles, lots that's what he said. bells and whistles. I can't wait to see like his actual finger like open up and like F-O light laser. a cigarette or something. Um. <laughs> it's got a laser finger. Yeah. Like, I like that. So, I see them getting suits, and I see... Because we've seen, with the with the gauntlets, they help Daisy. I can see them making a suit to help to slow Yo-Yo's heartbeat so huh. that she can go faster, do more. And that would be interesting. Man, she had such great powers. And, oh my gosh, I loved to see... Uh, gosh, what's his name? Metal-melting dude. Joey. Joey, I loved seeing Joey walk in and, and she's like, take care of that. And he like, like, comes mm-hmm. back and he's just got like a sculpture, uh, right. <laughs> a, a like a Beetlejuice sculpture, Beetlejuice style sculpture of, uh, <laughs> of these guns. I loved it. That was, I was, as soon as she said, I was like, oh, that's so clever. They need to start, they need to destroy this cache of guns and he's just going to. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> and now uh, you're screwed. That's a melting sound effect, by the way. Oh bleep, yeah. Bleep, 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 bleep. I, I knew. I knew. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening knew. Okay. Thank you just, for... Just, just clarify. Yeah, okay. You're um, good? I like, I like his reaction to that when she's walking past and she looks and she goes, take care of that. And he goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he just knows. Joey's, Joey's coming into his own as he's a shield com- yeah, agent. Yeah, he's coming into it. Being I'm, I'm sort really of good. sad they sent him home. Right? I, I wanted him to be like, no, you know what? I like it here. This is good. If they were going to do that, at least they could have made me really get the feels for when he went home. Because that, that was a huge issue when he first showed up. Is that uh, he couldn't, he go, couldn't home. go home ever yeah. again, and uh, they had to fake his disappearance or whatever. It would have been nice to see him actually go home, and maybe we'll get that in a future episode. But I would have liked to seen him his reaction when he actually gets to go home to his yeah, family. They they tried to put a little bit of emotional weight on it, like the the happiness and the the relief of getting to go home. Right. It just they didn't. I don't know. There was so much focus on other characters getting to do their thing. You know. Yeah. I, I and, agreed, and I kind of I'm I'm sort of sad he's leaving because I want to see powered people sticking together. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I like Quake, I like Lincoln, um, I, I really I really like Joey, and I really liked uh, I really like Yo Yo. They're all really cool powers. Yeah, they're neat, and they use them well in this episode. Every one of them. Uh, I could I could see Yo Yo, like the the suit slowing her heartbeat, but she has a way to control it to slow it down a little bit more, push herself a little harder. Right. So like she's. She's pushing herself and, and keeping the suit tighter and tighter or whatever to slow her heartbeat while she's trying to save that person and does actually save that person. But as she's getting ripped back to where she, uh, where she started from, her heart just gives up because it can't beat anymore because she's tightened it so much or like slowed it down so much. It just stops Yikes. and she comes back and the person is like, no, you didn't have to sacrifice yourself to save me. And then, but Lincoln's there. Yeah. And then he can restart her heart. Yeah. Do you see how perfect that is? I just I love a good a good team of superheroes with interesting varied powers that help each other that that, that work together in interesting ways. Yeah. And when it's written well, it's super fun. That would be such a gripping scene. Sure. Yeah. Ooh. Um, Maybe I should write for him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just a concept. Marvel, you can have that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think that's a... It's, it, the, the, the team is getting really cool. And that's pretty much all the Inhumans we have right now on our side, right? On, on our the, side, on the yeah. good side. There was it seems that one like they're guy. Building, they're building something on the evil side too, which they talk about. Um, well, they've got the balance of this intelligent design. Yeah, balancing yeah. out the scales. That's it's just weird. It's weird to be going there uh, with Agents of Shield, but I, I I'm interested in it. And with Terra Genesis having some sort of will of its own. Yeah, just whatever the the species needs at the time. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It might. It's kind of like the frogs in Africa, you know, that change their sex depending on what the right what the community needs or whatever. Right. That's a yeah. It's a little more binary though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then like, what power do I give this? <laughs> this, this person person's... looks like a quill beast and yeah. can see the future. <laughs> it's... What? What? Why does the? Why is that necessary? I guess it was. I guess it was. They needed to take down Jaying. Yeah, it's fair. And she it's was fair. the way. <laughs> and maybe she had to be uglier. She would have wanted to live. So how about? Wow. <laughs> I'm saying she had messed up priorities. I'm not saying ugly people shouldn't live. <laughs> just, just to clarify. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. talking about her messed up priorities, not mine. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. So. <laughs> uh, Let's do some of this feedback. How about uh, that? How about, I just, how about we talk some of this feedback? I wanted to briefly mention Joey melting the glasses to that guy's face. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. That was insane. Well, was it, I wonder if they're hot when they melt. I don't know. Or if he just turns them to liquid. Because if they're just liquid and they just covered his eyes, they'll take them off at Hydra facility. He was kind of yelling, screaming a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It seemed painful. I'm thinking of course, that he liquid like, metal in your eyes probably didn't feel great either. He, it looked like he dug them into his face. Oh yeah, it kind of did. That's insane. I have to go back and watch that on slow slow mo. Um, like when I was watching it, I just first reaction that I had to was, "Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit!" Because that was intense. Another thing we didn't mention at all yet is the president scene. Which I I love that we have the continuity of president between yeah. the movies and the TV shows. Yeah, that's great. Um, but on top of that, this president fearing Gideon Malik. That puts a crazy. little a little bit more weight to Gideon Malik's character. It does. It does. The president doesn't ha- think there's a way as the president that he could bring this guy down. Yeah, and he's like, but you can do whatever you want. Like you're free to do. You can go kill him. Yeah, go Man. go kill him. We, and we also haven't talked about how dark Coulson's getting. He doesn't seem to regret the killing of Ward at all. And uh, he joined the cavalry. Yeah, Ooh. that was a great line. That really was it's a great line. You did what you had to do, is what she's saying. Yep. You you'll do the you'll make the hard call, and that's what the cavalry does. Oh, that was that was that was great. This was really, such really a good episode. It was a lot of good stuff happened, and it's got me completely excited about this season. Oh yeah, like it was a little bit jarring going from 1940s Agent Carter, literally last week, to this week being like three months in the future from now, and then you know present day, and right. things are way different. And there's people with powers. It was a little bit jarring, but yeah. by the end of this I, episode, I was just like, I'm. All in right now, 
Agent Who? Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think that's a little bit of a problem for Agent Carter that we're all like, yeah. this is so much better right now. Um, <laughs> as good as that is, <laughs> yeah, not it's not a bad show, but this is this is. I'm just excited about the future. I'm excited about them tying in with the movies. Uh, I'm excited about all of that. I'm excited about powers. Yes, is all it really. Not the series, but like <laughs> superpowers. Superpowers on television. Yeah, because those are like those are the best episodes of like Arrow when it's not like another assassin he's fighting. Right. When somebody has superpowers, that's awesome. When the Flash has somebody. How far are you into it now? How like far season are you two? I'm almost done with season two. And you you started watching Flash as well. Yeah, I've got Flash, Flash season one powers down. every week, pretty much. Yeah, and and Arrow gets more and more that way as it goes on. So with I mean. Superpowers are the interesting thing, especially when they have the neat rules and restrictions, like yeah. we talked about. So to me, not like I'm, I don't, I don't feel that way, but I hear you. Like yeah. that's one of the reasons you're watching the show is because these people have superpowers. Yeah. Um, to me, I want to believe. To me, superpowers, and this goes for sci-fi as well. Uh, all of that stuff that is interesting to me is interesting because of the character moments that it can bring out. It puts people in extraordinary circumstances so that they have to make the kinds of decisions. And that's what I care about. I care about those character moments. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's when I was thinking about yo-yo, I was thinking about her having to make a decision or having to strive, you know, her, the, the situations her powers can put her in are way more interesting to me than her powers themselves. Yeah. Um, even though her powers are really interesting. They're, they're, yeah, they're super great. Um, so I'm, I'm excited because I, I really genuinely care about all the characters. If we, wanna, right now. if we want to talk about a good character moment, let's talk about Fitzsimmons coming back. Yeah, Fitzsimmons is back. And, you know, the, you felt the tension for that, like, one scene that they were in oh, yeah. together. And he he's super feels guilty because he killed oh, yeah. Will, but he didn't. He didn't kill Man, Will. Man, him, him firing that uh, flare into the into Will's back, yeah. essentially, is a pretty intense scene. It really was. And when they revisited it, like, previously on S.H.I.E.L.D., or mm-hmm. previously in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they, they showed that, I was like, oh, man, that looks so much more brutal. Yeah. I forgot that that happened. Yeah, the last episode Cause before the so break... Long. The last episode before the break was pretty intense, with him killing Will in that manner, or, you know, uh, Will Hive... Wive? No, it didn't no. work. Uh... Hill? The Will host. Hill? No, that doesn't work either. Uh, he killed the Will host. <laughs> him killing the host um, was uh, was crazy, but then Coulson crushing the chest of Ward was much crazier. Who, complete character change now. Like, Brett Dalton is acting in a completely different way now. and For I, the second time. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. I'm He's, really interested in how this character is now. Yeah. I remember that everyone was talking about him the first season, kind of like, he's kind of a boring character. Yeah. He's, and then he went. He's our bland lens. Then he went to Hydra. Yeah. And he way, way more interesting there. Yep. Then we kind of got a little tired of him being the, always the foil Hydra foil. And now he's this uh, strange alien. Um, I wonder how long Hive will, Hive will be a villain on the show because. I mean, Brett Dalton's been on, you know, our our main character from the first episode, you yeah. know, and now it's, uh, now he's a villain that I, I feel like can't persist too long, and then I wonder if he does leave, if they'll find a way to bring Ward back, because Hive did say this host was dead. Yeah. He didn't, does that mean Hive revived the host? Is Can Hive do that? 
I don't know. No, it just kind of reanimates and, and makes the host able to do motor functions again. Well, we don't know that. Well, yeah, we don't have any... We don't have it. It, it seems the, that does as far seem as the show. It does seem like zombie, like zombie ward. But then his hand, or Zord. Oh my god! And then his hand at the end. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. He turned into like Sandman there at the end. And like you see skeletal fingertips at the end with the this like skin sand flowing. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, and you remember when we saw Will. Uh, when you finally see his leg, which has been injured, yeah, it's like a, a skeleton leg in yeah. last season. Which is uh, so so. I don't know. I don't know. Is it just like a facade? His hive just put a facade on on its skeleton bones. Like, don't know. Um, and and was what was Ward doing to Iron Chef guy? <laughs> um, the chairman. The chairman. Uh. <laughs> They call him the chairman. Have you ever watched uh, The Tick? God, not for decades. Oh, man, it's good. There's just like the, the, the main villain of the show is like Chairface. There's just like a guy in a... It's like a mobster wearing a suit with just like a chair for a face. So dumb. It's random. So when you say chairman, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> like, what's a superhero named chairman? Uh. Pretty close to that. No. No. Cheer face. Stop. So let's talk about some feedback, unless you want to get into a couple of other, or any other things. No, that, I think that's good. Let's, let's right. hear what everyone else has to say. Let's see what everyone else says about this week. Nathaniel Muzzy says to us from his tractor on Facebook. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Nathaniel. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. I just now I'm going to vision, envision that. You got to give me some other visions of you. Can so, you just send me some pics? Anyway, so Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, just finished this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I thought it was a great return episode. I especially like the Secret Warriors uh, slash yo-yo storyline. It feels like the human agents may be becoming obsolete. Hunter, Bobby, and May just seem unable to deal with humans on any sort of combat level. It was interesting that the show acknowledged that the Bobby and Lance, or that Bobby and Lance were jealous at some level, and I hope that the show explores that idea. They're a bit like knives in a gunfight. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. I like that Bobby never, or like she said that she never took a uh, one of the one of the fish pills. Like yeah, uh, as and Lance neither, neither did Mac. Yeah. But so, so we so, still got that possibility. There's only like one character that we know for sure is not inhuman. Yeah, and that's Lance, and that's Lance Hunter. Um, Poor guy, man. And how how obsolete will he feel if his lady becomes inhuman? Oh, that would be so mean. He 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 will not deal with that well. That will emasculate him so hard. Because <laughs> he's so jealous. Yeah, he's already so jealous. He's already so jealous of people having powers. He's like, I want that. I I want to have that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's somebody that he could turn into. I don't know. Like, is there... Not Phantom X. Is there some sort of... I don't know. I doubt it. I think he's a great character the way he is. Yeah. I don't think he necessarily has to be from comics. No, it just... It would be neat. If there's somebody that he could turn into that's just like a gun running, like tons of different kinds of weapons and whatnot. Something like that. Anyway... Uh, let's see. Moving on. <clears throat> Mark Margo says to us, uh, okay, that three months in the future opening wants to lead us to believe that it is Yo-Yo, R- Yo-Yo Rodriguez who is about to perish on the Quinjet at the edge of space. 
any seasoned fan knows that this show would not be that on the nose. There are many hints in this episode that leads me to believe that, unfortunately, Mac will be the one in the Quinjet. Mm-hmm. Mac and Yo-Yo seem to have a chemistry brewing by the end of the episode. Mac even makes it a point to admire Yo-Yo's spiritual take on her inhuman power. I predict that some event at the end of the season will force Mac to make a sacrifice. Yo-Yo gives her cross to Mac for luck, or maybe a romantic token, or maybe as a sign that Mac's heroism is a gift from God, or pescado. <laughs> if it is Mac who bites the dust this season, then that would explain why he is not on the cast of Marvel's Most Wanted. Your thoughts? I we've already talked about that. I don't want Mac to go away. Yeah, we, we I don't we, like that idea. You don't like the idea of him dying. I think he's going. I do. Um, <laughs> I, I I thought the exact same thing Mark did when I when I was like, someone's in space dying. I don't I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's Yo Yo. And if it's not Yo Yo, who is it? Based on this episode, probably Mac. Now he may not die though. That's the thing. She that may be the scene we're talking about. Where right as that explosion he's happens, yeah. he's saved by Yo Yo. And her sacrifice. Flying and then, through whatever. Yeah. I don't know how she gets into space to save him and get him to another ship. I don't know what happens. How are they in space? Don't I'm worry just, about it. There's so much, so many questions that little one little shot raised. Yeah. Like, where? How? Where? When? Well, we know when. Three months. But <laughs> how? Where? When? Three months. Oh, right, right, right. But how? Where? <laughs> Those other questions still stand. Who? Who is the biggest question? Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, all we know is that it's a person wearing a shield uniform. Yep. Could be any of them or could be someone pretending to be shield. Exactly. Um, could be anybody. Could literally be anybody. But I think Mark Margo's theory is pretty solid. It's it, a I would sound not be theory. surprised. It's a sound, terrible theory. Based on, as he says, how this show works up until now. You yeah. Know? Um, they're always, they're all about the bait and switch. They are. I mean, that's what the Marvel universe is about. Like, Hawkeye's gonna die. Hawkeye's gonna die. Oh, nope, it's Quicksilver. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that was, a, that was a weak one, though. Yeah. That was, I think it was one of the biggest problems of that movie. It's not to get onto Age of Ultron too much, but I think that was one of the biggest problems of that movie. It's because I felt like that was too obvious. Yeah. Like, all they led us to believe, they were trying to lead us to believe the whole movie uh, that uh, um, Hawkeye was going to die. Yeah. But they were doing it so on the nose that I knew it wasn't the case. Yeah. So I think that's just kind of strange. Hmm. Well, man. This was a great week, this a great, great a really episode. Great so much news, so much excitement. Um, we're going to be back with you guys next week should on we Wednesday do, night. Should we do a midweek cast when uh, just talking about the trailer? Should we get together just to talk about the trailer? If we can, or even remotely, if we can, I we Skype one in. Yeah, no, no, I think I can do. I think I can do. I think I can pull that off. I am out of town tomorrow all day. Okay. I'm going to see Further Seems Forever. Which, if anyone lives in Atlanta, I have an extra ticket if you want to come see Further Seems Forever. Uh, Chris Caraba is singing with them. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. So I'm going out of town all tomorrow, but maybe Friday I'm in town, Saturday I'm in town, Sunday I'm in town, so we can do something. We could at least Skype it. Yeah, or yeah absolutely. Just I gotta be excited yeah. about this. This trailer's gonna be rad. Like I have to be excited at someone and then include everyone else. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm all we might it. even be able to do it tomorrow during the day if we if we get a chance uh, on your lunch break or something. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> I don't know that that's gonna happen. Um, we'll see about that. Uh, but if not, if nothing else, we'll be back with you guys next Wednesday night with uh, next week's Agents of Shield, and then we'll have thirteen episodes of Daredevil 
to cover uh, the next week. So Ooh. we're gonna we're gonna be visiting you guys in your in your podcast catchers a lot these coming weeks. In your ear holes, we're gonna be <laughs> all up in them. So now that all that talk is over, should we talk about the future? Sure. Two weeks from now. Yeah, you said there's something about the synopsis there for Agents Shield. What's the synopsis? Spoiler alert for two weeks from now from Agents Shield. That synopsis is for the episode Parting Shot, which will be airing on Tuesday, March 22nd. So in two weeks. I don't know. It, it kind of kicks them out of the nest. Anyway, so the, the synopsis is Bobby and Hunter become ensnared in an assassination plot after tracking Malik to Russia. As S.H.I.E.L.D. races to save the lives on the line, or yeah, to save the lives on the line, the team is changed forever on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, that sounds like... That sounds like a conspiracy theory could come from that. And based on Gideon Malik, how powerful he is uh, in this episode, I I feel like that's totally... He could turn it to look like they're on the... And then they're on the run forever. Um, Yeah. Which could be interesting. It sounds like they're going to be like a... Like a old seventies fugitive TV show, you know, the fugitive, but in the Marvel universe, that sounds like a lot of fun. I can be okay with that. Yeah, I just as long as they don't do like the lonely couple theme. They're like they have <laughs> they have their hitchhiker thumb up, and then like Dominic Fortune rolls up. It's like, hey, what are you guys doing? What do you where? Why? <laughs> <laughs> that would not be good. I don't want that to happen. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, and we'll be back with you next week. Have a great one. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.